What will taxes look like during retirement? I'll talk about that next on Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio with New York Times best-selling author and your host, Doug Andrew. This is Doug Andrew speaking to you, our incredible national audience, from our three-dimensional wealth studios nestled at the base of the majestic Rocky Mountains. This show is about empowering you, people, and organizations that want to optimize their assets, minimize taxes, and empower their authentic wealth. Well, folks, uh, you may be aware that I have um, over... 5,000 financial advisors, uh, CPAs, tax attorneys, financial planners, uh, and the like, uh, who I have been blessed to train uh, during my uh, career. I'm uh, in my 50th year of helping people optimize assets and minimize taxes, and I've been very blessed, frankly, to have authored 12 uh, books that have all been bestsellers. I am so grateful for the receptivity of these. And in the process, uh, what I have done recently is created an organization where we sort of separate the sheep from the goats, uh, those financial advisors who understand uh, how to properly structure maximum funded uh, indexed insurance contracts so that they can accumulate money tax-free and allow you to access money tax-free. And when you ultimately pass away, it blossoms and transfers income tax-free. But uh, the critical thing is how you structure it and fund it. Uh, Unfortunately, I would say that uh, over 99% of IUL policies that are sold in America are not structured uh, correctly in order to perform at an optimal level. What do I mean by that? It means that if you were able to um, set one up and and it was uh, sold to you by, you know, your nephew or a brother-in-law who maybe really didn't know what they were doing, and unfortunately there's a lot of licensed insurance agents out there that have not taken the time to learn how to do this correctly, uh, you may be lucky to earn a gross rate of return of six or seven or eight percent because nobody uh, taught them how to diversify and rebalance your portfolio and what have you. Uh, And uh, then your net internal rate of return after costs and fees and so forth that have to be there in order for it to qualify to be tax-free under the Internal Revenue Code. Uh, If you were earning six or seven, you might be lucky to net four or five uh, after costs and fees. No, that's not how it needs to be. Uh, I have been able to help people diversify and rebalance and uh, be able to average returns of 9.6% since 1980. Uh, Since 1997, when indexing came out, uh, we've had many people that have averaged in excess of 11%, around 11.17 to be exact, and and netting cash on cash over 10%. So that only one percentage point approximately is is, uh, covering the costs that the IRS says has to be there in order for it to be tax-free. That's why it's one of my favorite financial vehicles for uh, a tax-free retirement, because uh, if you could continue to do that, and I can't, you know, predict anything, but if you could continue to earn 11 and net 10, I don't care if you earn 8 and net 7, uh, you're able to get a tax-free return of 7, 8, 9, 10% net after costs, 
and your money will double every seven to 10 years. And if you had a, a million dollar nest egg in uh, diversified in these, that million dollar nest egg should generate predictably 70,000 to 100,000 bucks a year of tax-free income without depleting principal from age 60 to 65 all the way to age you know, 120 if you live that long. Uh, there's not an IRA or 401k around invested in the market that can do that. In fact, the financial services industry realizes that the average retiree, according to Dalbar, who studies investor behavior, uh, they are only uh, averaging 3.49%. And that's what precipitated the 4% rule uh, in the financial services industry. If your money is invested and yet to be taxed, IRAs or 401ks invested in the market, uh, most broker-dealers do not want their advisors to illustrate any more than a 4% payout. That's pretty pathetic, um, in my opinion, that on a million-dollar nest egg, they only want you to take out 40000 a year. You have to pay tax on that 40000 Even in a 25% tax bracket, you're paying 10000 in tax. You're netting 3% or 30000 to buy gas and groceries, prescriptions, and golf green fees. And in actuality, that will slowly deplete, but not before your life expectancy. That's why they don't want to be sued for you outliving your money. So they want to restrict you to 4%. Uh, I think you could at least get double that and have it be totally tax-free. I mean, uh, 80000 a year of tax-free income, not depleting your nest egg, is twice as much as 40000 But 40000 isn't your net because you have to pay tax on IRAs or 401ks. My favorite vehicle, uh, when it's structured correctly and funded properly, it's deemed a laser fund. LASER is an acronym that stands for Liquid Assets Safely Earning Returns. And uh, they are tax-free. In the Internal Revenue Code, uh, you can accumulate your money tax-free in these. Uh, under Section 72E of the Internal Revenue Code, then you can access money, turn on tax-free income under the guidelines of Section 7702 of the Internal Revenue Code. And when you ultimately pass away, it blossoms, it increases in value and transfers income tax-free under Section 101A. Um, I've been able to teach those three sections of the Internal Revenue Code in depth to CPAs and tax attorneys now for five decades because they don't need to learn these sections of the code to get their LLM degree, which is a master's in taxation. Isn't that interesting? And so they come uh, after they become a CPA or a tax attorney, and they uh, must have uh, every couple of years about 120 hours, maybe 200 hours of CPE. Uh, continuing professional education. So I've been teaching advanced continuing education many times to these CPAs and tax attorneys, and they sit there with their mouths open. And so going back to the question that I posed at the beginning of this segment, uh, what will taxes look like uh, uh, during retirement, okay? Uh, I have a bunch of these financial advisors coming in shortly, and they're going to be uh, uh, interviewed by me, and uh, they're also interviewing me. And one of the questions they submitted that I, they want to record is, why is retirement planning so important? And, you know, uh, what uh, will taxes really look like in retirement? And the truth uh, be known, most people have sort of had their heads in the sand. Um, it's open season with the IRS, and, and they're this ostrich with his head in the sand, and they don't realize what, what taxes are going to do to their retirement nest egg. Uh, they've been told for decades, oh, you'll likely be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. 
So continue to defer in these IRAs and 401ks and 403bs and and uh, 457 plans and so forth. These are qualified plans. Qualified with who? The government, Uncle Sam. Uh, but he's your partner. Uh, he uh, basically goes into a partnership with you. And uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Would you go into a partnership with uh, somebody that says, okay, here's the deal. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you do all the work and uh, you make all the money and I get a third of everything that this is worth, this business is worth down the road when I tell you to sell it. Now, if you try to sell this or liquidate this business before the age of 59 and a half, I'm going to charge you a 10% penalty on top of my third. Uh, and if you don't sell it by the time you're age 72, uh, I'm going to take 50% of everything that you should have been giving me on a payout based on life expectancy. And people say that would be the stupidest partnership ever. Well, I just described an IRA or 401k to you. Because Uncle Sam is your partner, and uh, sometimes if they are more hard up for money, uh, revenue, than you, they make that determination, and they raise their percentage from a third to 40% to 50% to 60%. So that's what's happening because of irresponsible government spending and the printing of money. If you can't see the writing on the wall... Uh, the government has been spending about triple what they bring in. So they've been printing money like crazy, and uh, that causes inflation, which is really a hidden tax. It hurts the little guy. Uh, but they get away with, oh, no, we don't hurt the little guy. Yes, they do. Uh, it doesn't matter if you raise minimum wages up to 15 or 20 or 25 bucks an hour, if that's gobbled up at the gas pump or the hamburger stand or when you go to buy eggs or a used car, Okay. But uh, the problem is when you retire, if you continue to defer and postpone and procrastinate, uh, people are not in lower tax brackets because uh, they got uh, rid of their tax deductions. They're, they paid off their houses probably. They don't have that mortgage interest deduction. If they're a business owner, they don't have those deductions anymore. If they sold their business, you're not contributing money to IRAs and 401ks during retirement. So you don't have those deductions. Uh, the, the kids are gone. If, if they move back in, you can't deduct them anymore. And Congress keeps raising taxes and Biden is raising taxes on income, capital gains, estate taxes, corporate taxes uh, because of all of this spending. So what will taxes look like in retirement? I can almost assure you they will be higher. So why do you want to continue to postpone? Stay with me to the next segment and I'll tell you what you can do, which is better. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. How should my money be invested once I retire? I'll talk about that next uh, on Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. Welcome back. This is Doug Andrew. And if you're just joining us uh, for Three Dimensional Wealth Radio, in the previous segment, uh, I was talking uh, about what taxes will look like in retirement. And uh, if you're a saver and you have a respectable retirement nest egg accumulated, I can assure you, you will likely be in a higher tax bracket during retirement uh, than you even were during your earning years. And a lot of people uh, are surprised by that, but uh, it's because of several things. And I was talking at the end of the segment 
see, when you retire, uh, most people uh, don't realize they've been going down the highway of life, you know, uh, trying to achieve this destination we call financial independence. And uh, we've been driving down that highway sort of with one foot on the gas pedal and the other foot on the brake pedal. And we didn't know we were doing it. The foot on the gas pedal is we sock away money into tax-deferred IRAs and 401ks, thinking we're going to be in a lower tax bracket. And so we think, oh yeah, let's use pre-tax dollars and defer, defer, and then we'll withdraw that money later on when we are in a lower bracket. Well, most savers are not in lower tax brackets. Uh, but uh, they find themselves paying as much or more in taxes than ever. And it's because the foot on the brake pedal uh, was uh, the killing your tax deductions, let's say, as you were uh, going through life. A lot of people pay off their, their house or real estate. And so they don't have those mortgage interest deductions anymore. Uh, the kids are gone. Uh, if they move back in as adults, uh, as as dependent on you, uh, you can't deduct them as dependents. Um, if you're a business owner and you sold your business, you don't have those deductions anymore. You're not contributing money to IRAs and 401ks during your retirement, so you don't have those deductions anymore, and on and on. But uh, because of irresponsible government spending and the printing of money, uh, what happens is taxes are going up dramatically. And of course, your ability to take advantage of deductions uh, gets less and less. And so, uh, because the government has been spending about three times more than what they bring in, I mean, if you made 100000 bucks a year and you uh, kept spending 300000 a year, how long can you do that uh, and, and survive by borrowing and borrowing every year? You can't keep doing that. Uh, you've got to pay it back. Well, the government, uh, they're not worried too much about paying that back. Uh, They just say, uh, you know, that will be a problem of uh, future generations, and which is sad that that's their attitude. But what happens is uh, we uh, end up taxing people who have the money, okay? And who has the money? The people who saved it. And it's that simple. And uh, so when people retire, uh, the government is going after the people who have the money. Now, when I ask most retirees in audiences that I speak to, how many of you think the taxes in the future will likely be lower? Uh, And I always get nothing but crickets. Uh, How many think they're going to be the same? One or two hands go up. But when I say, how many of you are convinced taxes in the future will likely be higher? A sea of hands goes up. And then I ask this question. Well, then why are you continuing to defer and uh, postpone and procrastinate uh, paying tax on those IRAs or 401ks to some future perceived unknown advantage? And then you're going to withdraw your money when it's worth more at a higher tax rate? That does not make sense. In fact, it's senseless. And all of a sudden they have this wake-up call and they realize that, wow, uh, yeah, what should we be doing? Well, my advice to many people as they're approaching retirement is to uh, perform what I call a strategic rollout. Now, that's not a rollover. Uh, A rollover is going from the frying pan into the fire. You're not accomplishing anything. You're continuing to defer and defer. When you roll money over from a 401k to an IRA and continue to defer until you're age 72, and then you have to start taking uh, required minimum distributions. 
now they want to raise that to age 75, which helps a little bit, but you're continuing to defer and procrastinate. Uh, I have done the math for years. I had a very sophisticated software program uh, that we developed years ago that would actually illustrate to people the darkness of the night, so to speak. If they deferred until they were uh, required to take out the minimum distributions, and then they took out RMDs throughout, uh, let's say, the husband's life expectancy and the wife's life expectancy, and then whatever was left over was passed down to the, uh, the heirs, and they have to pay tax within 10 years on that. And people were always flabbergasted, absolutely shocked with the amount of tax they would pay by continuing to defer and compounding it and uh, stringing it out. And uh, they would often pay as much in tax uh, during the rest of their life as the account was worth at age 65. And they couldn't believe that. Well, yeah, it's because uh, the government uh, wants you to continue to uh, be a partner with them. Would you want to get rid of a partner where everything uh, that you uh, uh, that partner ever made for you, you got a third or 40 or 50 percent of that as long as you continue to make money? So that's why the government is planning on the tax revenue from the people who have the money. And they will continue to tell you, oh, you can defer and, and we're, we're going to get a piece of this the rest of your life. And if you leave it about, uh, be, behind to your kids and grandkids, uh, they have to pay us tax within 10 years. Uh, they can't continue to use it in retirement and so forth. Now, it's the best savings bond the government ever came up with for themselves. And so people ask me the question, uh, once they understand taxes are not going to be lower in retirement, well, how should my money be invested uh, before retiring or especially during retirement? Well, to me, uh, that's a no-brainer. Uh, you want to have your money invested in a financial instrument that passes uh, the liquidity, safety, and rate of return tests with flying colors, but it's totally tax-free, not tax-deferred. Uh, it's, uh, you fund it with after-tax dollars, sort of like a Roth, but this is way better than the Roths. That's why I've never owned an IRA or 401k, nor have I ever owned a Roth IRA or 401k and never will. And so what you want to uh, have your money in is a diversified portfolio where your money is immune from taxes going up. You do that by having your money grow tax-free and generate tax-free income. It doesn't matter what taxes go up to. You're immune. You've eliminated the danger of taxes going up if you switch your money to tax-free. Number two, uh, we're going to continue to have inflation. I don't like inflation any more than anybody, but it doesn't hurt me. It actually helps me because I link my returns on my money to the things that inflate. This is done by using a strategy called indexing, but uh, in uh, clear back in 1980, before indexing even came out, uh, during the Carter years, yeah, I'm an old geezer, uh, I remember double-digit inflation. When inflation hit 10%, I was getting credited 15.5% on my universal life insurance contracts, and uh, it was totally tax-free. And so you have to earn a rate of return that's equal to or greater than the inflation rate, or you're going to be going backwards. You can't be rowing upstream, so to speak, at one, two, three miles an hour, 3% interest, uh, 4% at a bank, when the current of inflation is coming down at 9 and 10. 
You're going backwards. You are losing purchasing power. Uh, in order to make ends meet, you will outlive your money. So you want to make yourself immune from inflation. You want to uh, have inflation help you instead of hinder you. Uh, even from March of 2020 to March of 2021 during COVID-19, uh, many people using the Laser Fund, a property structured indexed universal life insurance contract, locked in gains of 25%, 61.33%, and even 158%, and they were able to combat the inflation rate. Now, you also want to make yourself immune from market volatility because we are going to continue to have volatile markets and uh, you do not want to have your nest egg hurt by that. And so you use indexing. Your money is not invested uh, in the market, but you benefit when the market is doing well. But when the market crashes, you do not lose. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. 